Hello and welcome to the Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. Today, super special episode for you where we are going to talk about the 2022 season, give just a big long preview of what we're expecting. In this episode, I'm joined with my friends, Jack Bauer, Bracken Crocker. And if you listen to the, the draft episodes last year, the OCR awards at the end of last of 2021, this is very similar in that same type of vein. We're going to pick all OCR teams and like preseason OCR teams and give out some preseason awards. Just kind of talk about how we see the landscape happening this year as the season is about to gear up next week in slow. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was super fun. As always, here we go. All right, we are on. So today we're going to talk about the 2022 season at large. We're not just going to be talking about Spartan. We're going to do the whole thing. We're going to talk about Savage. We're going to give away some preseason awards. We're going to talk about like all OCR teams, much like all American teams, but just for OCR. So this is going to be really fun. So let me introduce our very special guest today. So introducing the third place finisher in the 2016 Yancey Camp OCR games. Second place in the 2020 Running Public Beer Mile PR 618. You know him as a man who sees no color. The creator of the Bauer system, Jack Bauer. Hello. Wow. Uh, Bracker Bracken to you. But ah, that's, <laughs> that, that was a great intro, Rich, honestly. And and the, the colorblind thing, that was hilarious. You and Lacey making fun of me at the end of your episode. A couple that was pretty ago, funny. I, I texted <laughs> her and I'm like, that just brought back PTSD right there. Not being able to see which colors they were. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even put that for uh, for your bouldering skills. But let's get yeah. to our second guest here. You know him from the 2020 Attack Nutrition Pro Team, former world record holder for running a mile while dribbling a basketball, and of course, the famed host of Obstacle Dominator Podcast, Bracken Crocker in the house. Hello, what's happening? I love when a guest or a host does some research. <laughs> that was some good intro. Know how and mm. that exceeded like the level that I usually go into detail trying to research. That that was very impressive, Rich. Twenty twenty attack pro team might be the most obscure sponsor I've ever had. (laughs) I didn't. I wasn't even with them by the end of twenty twenty. The 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 bars seem they looked good from. I didn't have any. Were they? Was it? Is is the company still exist? I don't know. I was with them so briefly that. I got my jersey, like my racing singlet. It finally got a logo on it by the time I was no longer with them. <laughs> so I never even raced in a kit. They came out swinging, man. Some of the production that they had for some of the promo videos was like pretty high level. Like they had like some drone yeah. footage and like the editing was good. Like I think they had something with Kempson. I was like, this is legit. But they missed a valuable opportunity right there. Could have been Brack Attack. Like that was meant for it. That's like VJ signing with VJ shoes right now. It's like there are certain things that would work. Yeah, they missed it. The VJ VJs can't wait. Can't wait for the drop. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, we're here to talk about some OCR. So let's just talk about it. So Bracken, leading into 2022, what makes you the most excited about this season? I want to say depth and diversity. Maybe diversity is the wrong term, but like from short to long, everything in between male, female, hybrid racing, like it's all filling out. And there are new people that showed flashes throughout the last year or two in between COVID or injuries or whatever else nonsense that came up. We didn't get to see them all at the same time usually. And this year, in theory, we're going to. 
I think that's a good point. That's something that I'm looking forward to as well. It seems like this is going to be a full season. You know, like mm-hmm. even though 2021 was somewhat like there was a a full national series, there were some championship level races in some hybrid stuff, but this now has the appearance that people are going to be able to really kind of pick where to train for and what to go after um, with some expectations of what, like actually being able to, to do it, which is cool. Um, well, if you look at the last several world championships and regional championships, North American championship had maybe a third of the depth of the normal Tahoe field. The mm-hmm. world championship had maybe half of it. The national series saw a drop. Canadians couldn't always get over. The Europeans couldn't do what they wanted to do. Americans couldn't get over. We didn't see that like cross-pollination happen. And so we had world champions crowned and we had national champions crowned, but they didn't always align with the people who were making waves throughout the year. Sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. But this year we kind of get to get back to seeing the best against the best. And that excites me. Yeah. And how the season's kind of laid out, right? Like we can project a little bit into the future more than what we have ideally you know still still speculating that everything is going to be normal but it seems like it's going to be that way jack what do you think about this season what when you think about 2022 yeah i'm I'm just going to add on to kind of what bracken um led into that it's going to be very interesting to see what talent emerges specifically for like the spartan north american series once the u.s athletes have to go into mexico or go to canada on the other athletes home soil because we're we've seen it in the past top u.s athletes they'll go to greece they'll go to abu dhabi and it's just not the same performance once you don't have that luxury of a nice quick short flight granted it'll be a lot shorter to go to toronto for most people than it would be to abu dhabi or greece but once you don't have that comfort of just you know a quick domestic flight things change and i think we're really gonna see a few new names in canada mexico emerge yeah, what do you guys think about having the North American Championship be a true North American like series this year? Like, I'm not racing any of it, so I think it's fine. Like, if I if I was uh, needing to travel to Mexico, I probably wouldn't be as happy about it. But uh, what do you guys kind of think about it? They they have it all in Europe. They've they've got a ton of different series, like the Doc NL. It, it's part of, of like Germany, Austria, the Netherlands, and you know, it's a couple other countries. They have the Central Europe, which has Slovakia. Czech Republic, Hungary, like you have several races overseas and especially Southeast Asia where, or East Asia where you might have to go in Japan and then South Korea and then Malaysia, like to do all this stuff. It's been going on for years and this is just the first time it's happened in North America. I'm a fan for it. And part of the allure of doing these races is seeing new places. How many people have been to Mexico city or yeah, I, I imagine some have been to Blue Mountain because OCR Worlds was held there before. But I think not just the racing, but the experience, it's going to be a really cool thing this year. Yeah, it should be it should be interesting to see. Bracken, any thoughts on the series in, in general for, for Spartan? And we're going to talk well, we're going to talk more later after we kind of dish out some early season awards about what we kind of project the seasons looking like. And we want, I want to talk about Savage and some of the uh, maybe even the Gobra games type of stuff. But just like your yeah, first yeah. like initial uh, reaction to kind of how everything's laid out. I mean, 2016, 2017 me is over the moon about this announcement when there were no such thing as borders or vaccinations or medical holdouts, like inner international racing, that would have excited the, that would have set the OCR world on fire. Let's hit Canada. Let's hit Mexico. Let's hit the United States or a year or two from now, 
But this mm. year, the year after we've had compromised everything, had half the events or more canceled, to now say, and we're going international. It just feels like a missed opportunity to get back to the roots and celebrate mm. the smaller race locations that were beloved in the past and then kind of lost in the U.S. National Series as they became obsolete. Now I thought we could have brought those back, give the East Coast, the West Coast, the Midwest, the South, their own taste of the series rather than branching out and now saying, you know what, we understand half of these probably won't happen. And if they do, well, half the people can't get there. It felt like the wrong year. So I love the idea. I do not like the, t the place and time for it. And you would think probably that this was supposed to be the 2020 or 2021 plan, right? That they're yeah. just kind of like re-upping it now that it was like in place before. So like, all right, well, this was the idea. So now we need to go through. Um, but yeah, I agree. It would have been cool to have a little bit more uh, geographical representation in the United States because it really, it really is like all West LA Coast area. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just think of it though. San Luis Obispo never happened before for Spartan. You're going to have Kelowna host the North American regional championship um, in British Columbia. That's never happened. Um, I think it's British Columbia too. They're there, mm -hmm. Alberta. Um, but um, Blue Mountain has only hosted Spartan race one time. And that was this past year. It's hosted OCR worlds before, but you, you have a pretty solid variety of new venues. And I know the Bracken, you were talking about getting back to kind of the roots. I'm sure you would have liked to have seen maybe Killington thrown in there or a couple other, you know, historic venues that have played a big role in the past, but we do have some new stuff and I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. And the split of the age group versus the elite series also opens up some, some, uh, some new exciting stories, but yeah, One of my favorite things that people do on Sports Talk is when they do the, the blind test and they blank out the name and the image of the athlete and just list accomplishments, just list stats. Now, if we were to do this for this series this year, take away the venue name and only show description, not location, we would think that someone was describing to us the Mountain Series. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what I think contributes to some of my, oh, really? Like, not only have we chosen to try to cross borders when we can't, we're also just testing out everyone running long distance at mountain and at altitude. If that was my jam, I'd be pumped for it. And I'd still think like, this is kind of lame. And since <laughs> it's not a lot of people's jam, like if you don't live at altitude, you're out of luck. If you don't have access to mountains, you're out of luck. So it's going to be really cool for those who are good at it, but it doesn't speak to like a we're welcoming the globe back to racing and everyone get pumped. And maybe this is the the opportunity that OCR needs where like Savage Race is kind of coming in and putting uh, a series together that is going to be for more people that don't have that type of access. And maybe these are going to be definitively split in terms of what kind of athletes go where. I don't think that's Spartan's intent, <laughs> certainly, um, as I would, I'd imagine they want all the athletes there, but that, that could be what this looks like in you know five or ten years right where like the if you are this type of runner this is the series for you if you're not like this is kind of the way that it goes and maybe you can't actually meet in a, a proper world championship like an ocr world championship where you take all the best pieces from these different series um but right now yeah i think i i you know it's just spartan kind of making the spartan type of decisions yeah. I, I will say that bracken basically said that the current national series is essentially the mountain series savage is going to be about 10 K for everything across the board. So mm -hmm. 
it's like that's if that's your appeal that's your appeal but i i do think that you know the the venues are exciting and new for for some of them um in spartan particularly on the elite side i'm excited for that Kelowna. that's going to be a cool like fair i believe it's at sea level um mountainous race so that that should be like yeah. a, a good spot i think it, it doesn't get above like six thousand feet or so for the peak which is good it's kind of like east coast mountains yeah, yeah. We are past due for getting into Canada for races. They have such yeah. great venues. And every oh, yeah. year, what, what does everyone say? I'd love to get up to what, whether it's Whistler, Whistler or yeah. Whistler, but it just doesn't fit the schedule. Now people have an excuse to. So that is a benefit. I'm not all doom and gloom here, but my overall reaction is just wrong time. Yeah. You two did some of the mountain series in 2019. Did either of you go to Whistler? No, because if you had to do, okay. what, three there was one where it was like the same exact weekend as Killington. I did 2018. Yeah, 18. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember it was like early September and it was, I think that they had conflicting dates and you had like Ian Hosick and Taylor Turney and right. everyone go to Whistler. And then some of the other people just stuck to the East coast and, you know, did uh, Killington. That's I, right. I just would have loved to have known how Whistler went because it seemed to have some really good reviews. Yeah. It was two on the same day. That That's right. That's, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I think you needed five. I think you made, they made you have to do all of the, um, the series that year. You had to do every mountain series event to, to score. They scored all the way, which was a little bit yeah. extreme, but yeah. yeah, they had two on the one on the same day. Do we miss things like a mountain series? Like yeah, I, know we miss, series. I know we miss the stadium series. That's yeah. like a different thing, right? Like, yeah. but like, do you think this should be, and we're going to talk about this today. Like we're going to break out the teams and this will be a good segue into it. We're going to talk about, you know, we're going to have our, our first team, second team. There's going to be four different categories where it's like short course, RCR, OCR, long course, OCR, uh, ultra and like hybrid stuff. So do you think that there should be, and I don't know if you've got to talk about this before, like a sprint series, a super series, yeah. like, is there space for that? Like, do we like, or a mountain series? Like, is that something we'd want to see? I always wanted it. We got it. It was lackluster and only a few people cared. For which one? The the stadium and mountain you're saying? Yeah, there was a little more excitement for stadium, I thought, but it still wasn't big enough to obviously be sustainable for them. And the mountain series and honor series never caught on. So I've kind of morphed away from that into let's just have one of everything on the North American series. Mm-hmm. Have a sprint, a super, a beast, an ultra, a stadium, a deca, and call that a year and pick your best three or whatever. But I it'd be awesome to support multiple series, but they tried it and it didn't happen. Yeah. And, it, and is it just because of the amount of, of races and just like maybe the amount money. of athletes too, right? It was like money. Money. It was $800 to win a mountain series or a stadium series. Like that's not worth changing your training to a high level athlete to come over. And most likely your first one doesn't go great. So mm-hmm. to come over and not cover your travel cost, it's yeah. just, it seemed like the best case scenario wasn't worth it for a stud to damage their reputation or their training for a mid packer. Like how I was in 2019, I did the national series and I think at the end I won 300 bucks total with two 10th place finishes and a 10th place in the series. Mm-hmm. Retired. I was like sick. Um, yeah. And then, but I did a, a mountains. I did the mountain, some mount two mountain series races and I got like fourth, and like fifth or something like that and made more more money in those two events Mm -hmm. so it actually was okay for athletes like me it rounded out the pack it did it did and the prize money at the end was worth it 
Yes, I think it was three three stacks for. So. Which is yeah. like pretty good. That's what Deck is paying eight out for the main series or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They're they're increasing prize money for the national series this year though, so that's gonna that's gonna be interesting. It's pretty top heavy, right? I mean, it seems like it doubled. Like now, if you get tenth place, yeah. you get two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks, which yeah. was like, well, maybe I should put on the old. Uh, trail shoes again and get yeah. out there see what i can do yeah. but uh I, I think it's pretty top heavy right it went from like twelve thousand to fifteen thousand, and then like the second place was also pretty like pretty good chunk i think it went from rest. like eight to fifteen thousand. It, oh it yeah was a, it was a noticeable difference yeah 12 was for the national 12 was like west for, virginia and Tahoe yeah for north american past, championship so. yes so does that increasing prize money to two of the places maybe three no, that's like significant. Yes, that you'd feel significantly. Does that balance the equation of removing prize money from the everyday elite heats that have it removed? In your opinion, and I, I, I don't know where I stand on this. I have some feelings, but is that worth it? Does that grow the sport, or does that incentivize the like three or four people in the U.S.? I like it for. I don't mind removing money from uh the everyday race right i like the idea of having like a 22 or whatever number they picked elite races that are going to pay out like i think that that's fair i don't think we need to be spending money on for sunday races for um you know regional stuff because like those payouts are pretty good for athletes of that caliber like winning 500 bucks for a sunday mm-hmm. sprint or something like that um but i would have rather have seen it be spread to like throughout like the top 10 athletes a little bit more to incentivize the, the athletes who are going to make that jump to be the next one to be like in the top three to five, as opposed to having them like, let's just say like, let's use like Nick Riker for an example on this, right? Like he Mr. second place, <laughs> a, good, a good race for him this path. That's a yeah. solid second place at Jacksonville for sure. Already a candidate for breakout athlete. Maybe, maybe he'll be on a team. I don't know. Good start of the season. So say someone like him who does like to do regional races probably would make more money doing a regional type race, but it would take him away from getting mixing up with the best type of competition where he should be. If he really wants to express himself fully as an OCR athlete, right? Like getting first, second, third in like Indiana, whatever, like great, but like getting seventh, like fifth, sixth, eighth at uh, a slow or something or or Seattle. Right. I think it would be better for the development of that kind of athlete. So I would have rather seen those athletes be incentivized more and then the top two or three, because the top two or three are already the ones who are making any money anyway. So I would have rather seen like the mid packers. My opinion on that. I I wish that they didn't get rid of the free race code for getting on the podium. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if you pay, you at least get the rust busting out of the way or like, look at how deep Arizona and um, Jacksonville were this year. Like, you had Ida and Leon come over from Denmark. Granted, they're they're here for slow um, later on, but like Alex Jacksonville Walker, was nasty. Yeah, Alex Walker was there. Um, Kirk DeWint, Alvaro, uh, D- Tyler Veerman, just Chris on Bob Brown, Brown, Nick yeah. Riker. You, like you had people show up, and then on the same exact weekend across the country, you had VJ, Mark Godet, James Nair, Glenn. Ray. Like you, you had some some studs. Um, Faye Morgan just crushing it again. Um, but I think that the athletes will show up regardless of the prize money is what we've seen at this point. I just don't know if, you know, it, it, people still flew to get there. Like Tyler Verman's from Colorado, VJ's from Colorado and he went to Arizona instead of Florida. Like you're still seeing the travel despite the, the prize money being taken away. But I still think if, 
they're going to reallocate some of the prize money. They should at least give the free race entry so that people can continue to go. And that's not really a cost to them in terms of paying out. It's more of just a you know a bonus for the athletes. Yeah, that's that's been a shame. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not not too much we can. Um like really do about that, that type of stuff now. And like, now that we have, Oh, Jack, I did want to ask you Bauer system question. So are they now, and I don't know if you'd even know this. So when I, we were first talking, it was like, okay, the, the elite races with money. And then those are the races that are then going to count toward your Bauer system score. Right. Any elite. So now, yeah. So now any race has, every race has an elite, but only side money or none. Yeah. You could do the Atlantic City Sunday Sprint if there's no prize money, as long as it's elite. If you podium, that's and you can one be on your, the pro team for that. You're still gonna. It's it's deep. You get six and, of those. It's not going to be deep for Sunday elite races. I don't know. It's maybe, be maybe we'll super have to watery. We'll we'll have to. So far, I've been impressed with who's shown up. I don't think that anybody who's podium this year. We haven't seen a non. We haven't that, seen a non true. pavement race. And a lot of it might have been in anticipation of you know slow and wanting to not be rusty for that. Um, but I'm, I'll tell you, I've had probably close to 10 people message me and be like, so that's what you need to do. It's everyone's thinking the same thing. They're all going to try to show up to these things and it's, they're just going to cancel each other out. Here's why I like the idea of some sort of something at even the small races, because if you look at the pockets of the country right now, where these easy races where you could pick up power rankings reside, there's an animal that resides in each one of those pockets. Like if you head up to the East coast, you got to deal with Kempson, yeah. rich. Not anymore. Um, no, 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 not, not anymore. Not anymore. Who else is up there on the Josh East coast? Reedinger. Yeah. Maybe. Josh, Jared Newby, like yeah, athletes yeah. like that. Yeah. But you Ryan know, there's Bruzelar, a Kempson waiting Sullivan. there who's going to show up and race. You go down South. Now Alvaro is a force to be reckoned with like a podium spots gone that down there. You go to the West Coast and you've got Mark, you've got Glenn, you've Fame got, Morgan. yeah, Faye. And I haven't even started on the female side yet, but then you've got VJ, who from Colorado will kind of go down and get that Southwest quadrant. Mm-hmm. You move up at all. And like, even if you just hit a podunk Midwest race, like Kirk's going to be up there. Mm-hmm. As we saw, Jordan. he can run with anyone. Jordan, I'll be up there. Like there Riker. are people in each area, Riker, that take a spot or two and kind of, like set the curve for the Bauer ranking, so to speak. So yeah. I like I like that there was at least enough incentive that all of those people aren't turned away from doing their local race so that the curve remains set. Yeah. And keep in mind, it's not just a podium. It's a podium plus 95%. So like if Nick Riker shows up, you better be within 5% of them. You okay, that's just... what I'm saying, setting yeah, yeah. the curve. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, I didn't know that there was that part of it. So yeah. in every one of your six podium finishes, like say you get third place, six times yep. but you're like 10 minutes behind the winner you yeah. wouldn't get points for that like Erin sunday she had one that was like 95.02 percent and she barely got in it for her sixth one that's the kind of stuff that that matters okay okay then that's fair and that's why having okay. a kempson show up to an east coast race is important for the health <laughs> of the sport yes because yes. it keeps the positions honest yep. well that's what but like a, a non-payment race you think Kempson's really going to show up for no money for like a non five for like, I don't like know. For someone like him without free entry. That's the thing for someone like him. Who's not on the team. The free race entry is very valuable. Yes. 
I would show up just for a race fail entry. I've done that before. And I'm not necessarily a Kempson, but I'm like in my area, it's worth having me at a Midwest race. It's mm-hmm. worth having you at a Colorado race. Like we need to be representing our area well. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I always think about the old 5K days. I would show up for like a $50 gift card to the local running yeah. store. Get up. Spartan yeah. realistically should have a list of the people in their area and be like, hey, we'll comp you. Just come on out, run your local race. Right. Like, Rich, welcome to Colorado. Fort Carson Sprint, we'd like you to be there. Help set the curve. Yeah, that'd be cool if there were regional coordinators like that, but you know they're removed from the athletes in general. Yeah, so. like you want Ryland to run if there was like a Utah sprint in the middle of like February or something. Like you'd want him there. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Um, all right, cool. So we've talked about stuff. Now let's let's get into some preseason awards. So th- I'm actually kind of nervous about this because I'm sure we're gonna forget people and people are gonna get their feelings hurt. We're all we're all like millennials here, so we all think that like we're all sensitive to ourselves, you know. Let's just do the disclaimer up front. The purpose of preseason awards are twofold. Twofold. One, it gives people something to talk about and do that's nonsense, but it fills the time before the season starts. Correct. But two, it's just <laughs> built-in chip on your shoulder. That the purpose of it is to piss you off as an athlete. That you either get recognition, you're like, oh, it's my year, or you didn't, and now you've got fuel for the fire. So just know that that's why this happens. Yeah. Matt, and you're Nappy welcome. Davis, Nappy Davis would have put the running public definitely not in the top of the uh, the preseason podcast. And look at that chip on your shoulder. Look what it's blossomed into. It's going to be on my my headstone. Yeah. <laughs> just so, FYI, I was like, you're crazy. They're going to last. There's no way. They're, nine is just uh, offensive to say that. So I believe in you guys. Two episodes a week from the jump. That's tough. Was was a lot to a lot to chew on, but you guys have been doing it. We just put out two fourteen. Nice. I'm, I'm still ahead of you. I think I'm two eighteen. Yeah. I've been losing some. <laughs> I've been losing some steam with the doubles. Yeah. I had a triple last week though, just to give a, a little bit of a bump have, up front. I have a confession to make. It's just between us gals and these microphones. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually at 213. I skipped a number to even up our episode number. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. We're at 215. I doubled up a number to keep it even. Oh, man. How did it get? Oh, because you you missed a week once. one, did the next one, and then we had two long in a row and no Tuesday or vice versa. So I doubled up one. So we're actually one number ahead of what we actually are. This is going to be great for running public trivia night. If people it, really someone needs to, to audit them, figure yeah. out which one. Which that could be running like public the, trivia. What's the missing number? So we're going to go through short course, long course, ultra, and like uh, hybrid hybrid space. Which, hybrid will count as Deca plus Hyrox. Deca Hyrox, okay. uh, yeah. Like if you want, not to do separate. Like, we'll just combine. Okay, we'll combine those two. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this is going to be the same people. Yep. So. Do you guys want to start male or female? Let's let's define short course and long course. Okay. Yes. Go ahead and, and do that for us. All right. So long course, we are counting 10K through half marathon. So savage races are in long course. Yeah. And we're basing this off track and road running. Middle distance is 3K, 5K. Long distance is 10K, half marathon. And so that's where this breaks down. So Spartan Sprint, stadiums, uh, Savage Blitz. OCR 3K, OCR World's 3K, that all falls into that short distance, that 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 mid-distance OCR. Long course, Savage Race, 
Spartan Super, Spartan Beast, OCR World 15K, Indian Mud Run, uh, Bone Frog, all those classic six through 13 mile races, which is the meat and potatoes of the OCR season. Mm-hmm. And then Ultra mm-hmm. is marathon and longer in our Basically books. Basically like sub 40 minutes, three hours or so, longer than three hours, something like that roughly. Yeah. And uh, I took some, I was like, kind of racking my brain on a lot for a lot of these ones. And then the, the, the designations, there's not that many spots. It's only four spots for first team. So why don't we go ahead? We'll start, we'll start with the dudes. We'll start with short course OCR and then we'll, we'll kind of do oh, how we did the awards here. You got, you got your list. I got mine. Yep. We'll go through we'll and we'll do like d- debate, debate style, kind of how we did with the awards. We'll each have someone to put up there. And if it's a, it, like it's with the first team, it might be consensus, but then we'll just kind of yeah. talk about why we think that. It, and just to throw it out, like the order that you mentioned people's names, it's not like, I think this person is the best of these four that will get mentioned. It's more like, these are the four best that are getting on there. We might add some detail later, but it's not like, we're not trying to offend someone. If we say VJ in front of Atkins or Atkins in front of VJ, it's like they're in the okay. same tier. That's how I think exact opposite of what you just said. We're applying really? chips. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. We, we are change, trying to predict. How I address it then. We're trying to predict exactly who will be what this year. Mm-hmm. And right. all amount of uh, what? What would you call it? Offense. Take it. We don't take intend it, but take it. Fuel that fire. <laughs> stoke it. Get the bellows pumping and get training. All right, I'll change my I'll change the order in which I mention names then. So. Why would you not? Yeah, why no, would you I, say I agree this, this was the best second. person I think, but I'm going to vote for them first? Yeah, I don't get that. No, I, first I agree. First team All American is my third best person. <laughs> we might just have consensus on some of these, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, Jack, who was your first team male preseason short course OCR athlete? For, uh, VJ Jones. Not even debatable. Like reigning OCR World's 3K champion, pretty much unbeatable whenever it's under, you know, 30, 40 minutes um, over the past few years. I don't think anybody can debate that. The only way it's not VJ is if you pick VJ for long course for first. So we're not, we're not having overlaps. Uh, What you want two people in to be Uh, like Atkins can stretch the field. Like, no matter the distance, are we eliminating him from ultra? If we put him in the long course like that, that's yeah. Aaron Rodgers could win offensive player of the year and MVP. Yeah. But there's only one preseason all American quarterback. Yeah. Well, let's, okay. let's see how it starts. Let's start let's with just, let's just see. Yeah. I didn't no even think about it this way. I didn't even think it about it this way. Um, I also put VJ. I can't disagree just like his way that he's able to move through obstacles and his running is as good as anybody in the sport. And I don't necessarily see anybody um, at least domestically being able to knock him off. If you want to toss, I don't know, Bracken, who, 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 who are you thinking for this? DJ Jones. DJ Jones. Yeah. Could someone beat him? Yes. yes, of course. Could someone beat him more often than they would beat him? You're talking maybe one or two guy. Ryan Atkins would have something to say about it, but Ryan doesn't care about the shorter distance, whereas VJ has made it a point that his goal was to win 3K Worlds. And Ryan's goal before he ended up not going because he went to North American was to race both races and try to win the 15K. So 
his point of emphasis is as dangerous as his skill set. He trains mm-hmm. for it. He's going to be better on transitions and obstacles and speed than a lot of these guys are. So it's it's VJ. Has to be. And is that going to be his focus again this year? I'm, I'm not exactly sure what his goals are for uh, season wide stuff. He's doing the series. He's doing the he's doing the full series. He'll, he'll run enough events to do the series, and yeah. I'm he will not probably... leave it behind, though. He won't run the whole series and say, I don't care about 3K at OCR Worlds anymore. Yeah. Like, it's still going to be his point of pride. And there's nothing overlapping with OCR World Championships. Ultra. Right? Right? Ultra, ultra, ultra World Championships. So that's a they had to find something to overlap with. <laughs> so that's, that might be a conflict for someone like Atkins, but really like not too many people outside of, not too many. of that, right? You know, if we're if we're uh, I, age groupers, sure. A lot of the obstacle yeah. lovers are also the ultra lovers. Yeah, yeah right. Which is unfortunate. Um, but top end, you're not going to see Rhea or Katie Knight say, "I can't wait for the 3K at OCR Worlds." Right. Right. All right, VJ Jones, congrats. All right. So now, long course OCR preseason athlete of the year, Bracken, who you got? May have heard of him, Ryan Atkins. Yeah, I know that guy. I'm thinking Atkins is a, is universal. Is going to have a good year, you know. I but you never. You, I'm waiting for the the post about how you know he started a coaching business now and how it's harder to train. It's always you always get those from these athletes, right? So that might be coming, yeah. and it might might knock him down a peg. But uh, even with that, I think he's still going to be just fine. He is yet to show any sign of slowing down so until he does it's him and i was thinking about that right i was like okay season over season what what has changed like what could be something that you could potentially point to that would make it seem like there's somebody else who could be contending that or something that's going to bring atkins down some or just like a change in direction for him and look there's nothing (laughs) it's really doesn't seem like anything could change question for jack yeah when was the last time Ryan had a bad race? Um, Not losing, but a bad okay. race. A bad race. I wouldn't even say that Asheville when he got fifth place this year was a bad race. Um, and great. when he went to when he yeah when he went to Greece, he kind of tweaked his back early, like in the days leading up to it. Yeah, that before was the, the race time. even started, he was injured. Yes, but before, uh, like he. he tweaked his back he was like doing some filming thing and lifted something and it felt weird um but that was the first time he ever finished worse than seventh place in a spartan race and to this Mm -hmm. day that's the only time it's ever happened it was in like the sprint and the super um maybe your three worst races he's had three worst tmx when he ran 50 something miles the week before and he didn't make the semifinals um the second got, year right because he, yeah. he got second that first year which is second crazy. the first year but he could he got stuck on warped wall like for two minutes in a row it was it was pretty bad um but he had no he had no power in his legs at that point from toughest um he got seventh in a really muddy chicago i think 2018 mm-hmm. that was when uh was it woods ran away with everybody that year yeah that was a bad race that was vj's towel gate towel gate yeah <laughs> Is, part one. Is he had no. two towel gates? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I just caught part two. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he got like fifth in Breckenridge uh, that year with JP Donovan when he passed him in the mm-hmm. the barbed wire. 
but he needed that to win the U.S. Series, and he did what he needed to do. I, I don't know. Fourth, fourth or fifth in New Jersey in 2014 or 15. So you've got like five. <laughs> if you rack your brain, you can come up with five times where he might have had a disappointing race. Yeah. Five. I've, I've got his stats pulled up. He's run 35 NBC National Series races or World Championship races in his life, not even counting local or anything. Guess what his average place is in 35 of the most premier races ever? 1.8. 2. 2. 2.2. 2. Ah. 2. <laughs> so anyways, point being, if his outliers, you have to rack your brain to find, he's not close to dropping off. What does he, did he get beat last year by VJ by a hair in one mountain race? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was Did he also smash pro athletes in that race? Yeah. So I just don't see any any forecast of him dropping off anytime soon. But he's and, getting better. He's still getting better, still getting which better. is the that's scary the, part. That's the problem. Until he's 39 when all the other people win a world championship. So he's got five years to go. And I don't – he doesn't strike me as an athlete like this that necessarily would need – I mean, he's certainly a competitive person, but it seems like a lot of the his training and the way that he goes about it is about, like, enjoyment and just, like, getting out there and seeing what he's capable of. So, like, I don't even necessarily think, like, him winning a world championship would have – a like a uh, hangover from such a big high to me it's just like he just goes back to what he's doing he just did like a bazillion mile bike ride yesterday or something like that because he tied do and his world championship has a baked in chip on his shoulder for him because it was in the sand and some people didn't show up so like he still has built in fire about now he wants to prove that yeah all right so yeah let's give him that let's give him that chip all right so First He's going to have that Canadian pride also. I, I wouldn't bet against him in uh, Toronto or Kelowna. Oh, I mean, that Blue Mountain course, like, who's going to do anything to, yeah. for him there, you know? That's like his backyard. Yep. Uh, I, I do right. want to say one last thing about that. If you think about that, who's going to be the one to beat him? We don't even have that archetype yet. Like, for a while, we thought it was Johnny because Johnny proved his kryptonite. He could outdescend him. But Johnny mm-hmm. couldn't maintain that level of like finite, sharp peak net, you know, and then VJ could do it in a super, but he hasn't shown the ability to extend it up. And who like other people For have year. beat him, right. but we still don't have the blueprint on how to beat him <laughs> other than to like pop something. If it's like an Albin character or yeah. someone who is like really solid at these ultra distant trail races who happen to come over and like, that's still not this year though. No. You know, that's that's in a couple of no. years. It's still been yeah. either Albin, Hobie, like a greatest of all time candidate, or someone who's great and pops something. That's it. That's yeah. the only way to beat him. Uh, all right. Atkins. Nothing bad. Atkins wins again. Yeah. <laughs> let's, move, let's move to Ultra. So this one is a little bit like the first two I thought were pretty much chalk, right? And now this one, it could be a little bit up for debate if you wanted to cross it. Do- do you want to format it? What if instead of some people going to 24-hour Spartan Championship, some people going to Toughest Mudder, they're on the same course? Who are you going to go with? Is that how we should? That's probably... how I'm. That's how I'm thinking. Okay. Or I'm thinking of the courses this year. Like if each athlete went to, uh, if, if the full race of ultra athletes were either in Tahoe or in uh, North Florida or wherever World yeah. Toughest is. So that's how kind of how I'm thinking of it. Yeah. Jack, I'm going to go with Mark Audet. Right. Guys, guys, an animal. Um, it, it was between the two marks, in my opinion. Um, Mark Batras. I just think that 
Mark Gaudet, if he goes to Tahoe, he's going to have a better performance than Mark Batras, just being that he lives in elevation in Colorado. Um, just super smooth runner, run with him a handful of times since he moved to Colorado Springs. And I don't know, I, I just think he's got unlimited potential in this sport. I also have Mark Gaudet on this one, uh, for, mostly because of the courses, right? Like the they raced sort of at the uh, Ultravirus, and Batras beat him at Ultravirus yeah. in 2020, but like, I don't know, five miles or whatever. But it's still like home turf. You could say Laughlin's closer to what Batras' home turf would be than uh, like North Florida, like which would just be nasty. That's going to be horrible. And then um, – I thought it was in Destin, which is like on the panhandle. You do want to call that North? Uh, I, I guess, yeah, that's right. It's on the North end of it. It's, it's still touching the Gulf of Mexico. So I think of it as like, South. but you're, you're right. In accordance to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Like, way, no. But in a much more real way, it's, it's as North as you can get. Yeah. Yes. Um, so like, and I, I would think an overnight race in those type of conditions would favor someone with Mark's background as a ranger doing best ranger competition. And like you said, being at altitude, he'll be there for a full year at this point in his performance last year. At Telluride was was, I think is going to be underrated over the course of of time just because of like he didn't miss any obstacles. He was barely living like the the course itself was ridiculous. Like the altitude, I think they started at eight thousand or something like that. Yeah, it's like ninety. Never got below like eight or nine, and it had twenty three thousand feet of elevation change or something, and right. eighty something miles. That that's dumb. And we won't know how it would fare against someone like Atkins, right? Like you put Atkins yeah. in an ultra race, everyone just assumes like he's going to destroy everybody yeah. no obstacle failures either which no is obstacle failures. even more impressive which yeah. is crazy because he's not necessarily known as an obstacle guy yeah um so yeah i'm, I'm going with marketed on this one if it's on sand i'm going with batteries but if otherwise i'm going with Godet. bracken well i'm going to start by arguing both sides i had batteries ahead of Godet only because he broke a record in doing his Hmm. a record held by who he would consider the greatest all time, which is Ryan Atkins. So you can argue course conditions very easily. You can argue rules of, of how they open things up and shut right. things down. But hmm. the fact is he beat the record set by the greatest of all time. All that being said, I still would take Gaudet, but I think based off the merit of last year, Batras deserves at least an argument here. I'd still vote Godet, but Botras did that. I'd still take Godet and Sand over Botras because we saw what Godet did over in Dubai was, I would say, better than most of the American sand runners did. Top finishing American sand gators, he'll do better, but yeah. Uh, um, he has the stride that never changes. I think right. Godet's a hyper aggressive runner, and we saw him like in that day's stride all over the place in Vegas, he kept moving, but Gaudet never looked foggy. He never looked concerned. Like you said, what he did will get lost to time a little bit. And I think part of it is that he stayed with Tyler. I think it wasn't him. Yeah. I would say that was an 85% effort, which is scary. I don't disagree. Yeah. I think the same, like, and like talking to him, he's kind of like, yeah, no, I was always pretty good. <laughs> and I don't know if he would necessarily admit otherwise, but I think that he just can put himself in a place. And what's amazing about Mark is that he's not uh, necessarily a high volume athlete. He no. like it, mentally, he's just capable of going. You know, and so. I think he's more durable 
than Mark Batras, who has just dealt with injuries, lower leg issues. And that comes <laughs> to roost at some point in mm -hmm. your ultra career. So all that being said, my number one pick was actually Ryan Atkins. Mm -hmm. I thought that he wouldn't like the amount of attention that the two marks got this last year. I don't think he liked that his record got broken. I don't think he liked that Gaudet was praised for this because Ryan's a competitor. And I think that there's a chance he comes out this year to reclaim his ultra spot. However, then they put it on OCR Worlds weekend and they made this big convoluted series. I don't know if we'll see him do it. So I'm going to save Ryan for my honorable mention. I think if he comes back, he's still the king. But my vote after all of this rambling is Mark Odette. <laughs> do you think that now that Atkins has the Spartan World Championship title under his belt, he's like, all right, I'm just going to go after World Stuff. It's to get that record back if it's a fast enough course for it. What's the pay difference between Spartan um, 24 and World's Toughest? Is there a difference? It's probably at most 10000 They had a $50,000 bonus one year um, that he and Pre John Alvin went. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is going to be a wet year. This is going to be, um, they're going to have, they didn't have water in Vegas. They put water in the ground, just drank it immediately. They're not going to have that issue in Florida. I think no. speed is going to be out the window there. It's going to be a sloppy grind. And for that reason, I don't like the miles, are, like, because this past year, there were a lot of really good scores in World's Toughest. Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't, it's going to go back to the Atlanta days where it's like, you know, 80s or something is is going to be yeah. contending for a win um, yeah it's the monaco track of ocr <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, you know it's not going to be replicated those times or those distances anywhere mm -hmm. else and i think mark Gaudet did have the long the most miles logged in a spartan ultra 24 there's only been you know four times that that's happened and they've been in snow <laughs> the mm -hmm. other years so that's another reason like yeah he kind of has that record but like it doesn't seem to be necessarily something that uh, it's paid attention to as much for that race. And it was also like 82.3 miles or something like, cause they don't have some nice inc even increment mm -hmm. um, for, for what happened in Sweden or Iceland. So it's, that makes it a little tough. I would love if Spartan said, listen, we just want to throw down boys. We're going to pay you each an appearance fee and we're going to put a bonus on the win. And we're going to have you three come out here and throw down for 24 hours this year in Tahoe. It would be the most compelling ultra story they've ever had. Oh, yeah. By yeah. a landslide. Three champions. It would be mandatory team. viewing for a 24-hour ultra, which is rare. Hoka is the only other UTMB, you could argue, has done some stuff. But in U.S. soil, Hoka is the only other one that's drummed up any sort of publicity for people actually tuning into the live stream outside of the diehard ultra crowd. <laughs> right. Because, yeah. yeah, the way I consume it, typically I like check, check where everybody is go do stuff for three or four hours mm -hmm. check where people are again. Um, but I would probably be more doubt. I'll try to go. I'd be there. I'm going. If that I'm happens, crew. I'm in. Yeah, I'm definitely, I, I would definitely yeah. crew. Yeah. I'll have to see that actually. Let's Maybe crew. We let's hang out. Crew. Yeah. <laughs> let's crew. And broadcast from the, from there. I would broadcast. Yeah. That would be fun. Maybe we should All get right. this ball rolling. Maybe we can come up with between the three of us. Yeah. A, a prize bonus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. We'll, we'll Unlimited meat snacks is I mean, at least yeah. start. I mean, with our amazing Abu Dhabi covers, like I'm sure sponsors are just going to be jumping at us pretty soon. Anyway, I think your check arrived, right? I think it's in the mail. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're hoping for some big stuff in the ultra. If nothing comes, we're going to make it happen. 
that's official. Marquette also official. First team preseason ultra category. Let's move on to hybrid, a, a, a category close to our hearts. I'm going to go ahead and remove myself from this first team. No, Nicole I, votes. I'm, I'm I'm out on the first team. Who would you vote yourself first team? Would I vote myself first team? Um, since- Current fitness or end of the year? That it doesn't matter. What is the prediction? No, that, for the that, year? that's what that's what's grinding Rich's gears right now. What? I mean, oh, your like, goal for, for the year right, right now. Kent's ahead of you, one. but do you think you can pass him? And Kent already has a big win. You know, he already has one big win for the year because of the where the championships were. But like, you know, if there's a, a, a two world championships, two win, uh, oh, a Deca win that doesn't count. Like a regional yeah. Deca win, I'm not counting that. But he has one big championship win, so it'd be head hard. Head. Head to head too. Yeah. And uh, so I probably wouldn't vote myself first team on this particular platform, but in my journal, I'm, I'm, I'm first team. Cool. Okay. So I'm removing myself here. So I lock that baby flip pink piggy back my little pony and right mm -hmm, in there. (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's in there. I'm going to check it every day. Uh, Bracken, who's your first team pick? Ryan Kent. And I'm actually not, doing this because of high rocks. I'm doing this because of all the hybrids. He has the best performances across the board. He Mm -hmm. hasn't lost a stadium in a while. He hasn't lost a Deca. He's the current record holder at two of the three distances. Mm -hmm. And like four seconds off of the other one. Mm -hmm. And he was the second best high rocks athlete to Hunter in the North America the entire time. So now that he beat him, it's icing on the cake. But even before that, I would have actually voted for him because we haven't seen Hunter do any of those other things in so long. Hunter used to be the stadium king or co-king, but we just haven't seen it in so long that Ryan gets my vote regardless of what he did in Chicago. Chicago just cements it. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's fair. And uh, I have Ryan Kent as well like for the reasons that you stated. Uh, and same thing, yeah, like he's really put his mark on this and is like he's going to be with the one really kind of pushing the, the competition forward, right? Like like legitimizing mm-hmm. it across the board like an athlete like him and he's doing it um, really, really well. And he's like firing on all cylinders and seems like he's going to continue to have a really, really strong year through. Rich, you and I did a workout with him a couple weeks ago. Guys, mm-hmm. fit. He is very fit right now. Um, I can't wait to see what doesn't slow. I, <laughs> He is confident, right? Like he's yes. very, like he's like, and that's his key. Yeah, and, and and he has that right now. Just I don't know him that well. Like I know him more since being a he, racer. He's than in a good close. place right now. Definitely. He seems like yeah, he's really dialed in with like, uh, like how he's I, feeling. With I can't even describe to you a year ago, like he, he was in such a different place in terms of his fitness. We did a work. It was like March in 2021, and this is like his. his kid was a few months old at this point or something and he, he was struggling he did like an all-out mile and like five four and like literally that was an all-out mile um just you know taking reps off and stuff and just to see this transformation in the past 12 months it's it's scary how dangerous he's going to be once uh you know and he already is um but i think this is going to be a great year for ryan kent i'm not worried just putting okay. it out there just let, let, let you got letting y'all know. Uh, so Kent wins. Fine. Yeah. Kent wins again. So that's our first team. We have VJ Jones short course, Ryan Atkins long course, Mark Cadet ultra, 
and Ryan Kent on first team hybrid. Let's move on to the female first team. So, okay, this will be interesting. Like, I, I'm interested to see what you guys have, at least for this first one, for a short course. Jack, who'd you have for first team short course OCR? She'll, she'll be back in two months. I'm going with Nicole. I, you know, she in sprints, she had the largest uh, margin of victory ever in a U.S. National Series race um, in Jacksonville last year before she got injured. Nicole's won OCR Worlds 3K uh, a couple times, I believe. Just if it's short and fast, you, you can't go against her. So my opinion, you got to go with Nicole. Bracken? The only unknown, um, and I'm, I'm using Lacey Burgess as my guinea pig for this because she tore her ACL a couple months before Nicole did, like three months. And Lacey just ran an 86-minute uh, half marathon. Pretty good. a year after that. So I feel like Nicole March, once that rolls around, or uh, May, because that's when she got her injury, I believe, last year. I feel like she's going to be in confident enough running shape. I don't know how aggressive she'll be necessarily. Um, but I, I still feel like that right around that year mark, Nicole's going to be in a good place, which is right around when Big Bear starts. I like it. Bracken, thoughts? Well, I have Nicole listed as my honorable mention in every category I have her listed in because we don't know if she's coming back. Mm-hmm. Like we know she's coming back, but athletes have setbacks. Like my sister tore her ACL. I had knee surgery, which was not even as severe in my, I missed my projected date because I had things come up and I thought I was good. And the first time I went to do something athletic, I realized, oh, the healing's not complete. So I don't know where she's at and I don't know any of that. If she's back, she is number one. And I, again, like Jack, I don't think it's an argument. So what would you have? I'm going to, if we can only do one person in each column. That makes it difficult, but I think we're, we're just going to stick with that. Then I'm going to do Nicole. Okay. Because I would take Nicole at 85% in in the short course over anyone other than Lindsay. Yeah. And I'm going to give Lindsay my long course. So, Same. So, Nicole. This was, this assuming, was kind of... Assu- it's one thing to run straight line. It's another thing to plant, to land, to take off. Those are the things that worry me but again when is ocr season really decided september September on so she doesn't have to be ready in two months she has to be ready in seven months and so by that logic i'm going to take nicole that that was my logic too i was like you know this is early we're excited about slow and big bear and these regional races like jacksonville and arizona we're not going to see it Right. We're like, she's like, we're not going to see her at all. There's going to be other people who are going to come up and we're going to have those aren't sprints. That's it's true. That's true. But like, we'd still see like, and have like recency bias or whatever happens in Savage and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that was my logic too. And just give it up to respect for the greatness of, of her as an athlete on, on OCR. Like that's kind of where, where I, I just kind of defaulted to that. It's like, yeah. if she's out there at like 80%, like she's probably yeah. still going to win. So I, I have a, an argument for this. So are we giving Nicole more of the benefit of the doubt because of how dominant she's been and how the fact that there just isn't that challenger for her? Like what if VJ was hurt and came back a year after an injury, we probably wouldn't have put him as number one. No, I, I think, I, I think that that's right. I, I couldn't have, I couldn't justify to myself putting someone ahead of her. I didn't even know where to go. 
I think yeah. that's fair, but VJ hasn't shown the ability to come back from injury yet because he hasn't had to. Yeah, he came back from catastrophic injury. Yeah. With her torn hip labrums, two of them. You know, most people don't run after that. She came back and won world championships and became a better athlete than she was prior. And so half of rehab is between your ears. And the fact that she isn't going to have to go through those demons for the first time means that she has a higher chance of getting back. So I think, yes, her historical dominance helps, but I'm also influenced by the fact that she's come back from terrible yeah. leg injuries before. It's a good point. Yep. That is a good point. Um, Big Bear is going to be a rough first confidence booster, though. That's, that's going to be her first race? Apparently. She might do something in April, but she said that she she posted a while ago that she's hoping on coming back by Big Bear. She wants to get a full series in? I guess. that I, I remember seeing – I might be misquoting, and sorry if I am, but I thought that I, I saw her say that that was her intention to be back for that. What would your first race be back if you were her? What would you start with? I'd when, start with Savage. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. Because Savage is so many up in the air obstacles. I'm sure the landing and descents are going to be a problem. I would do like Fort Campbell. I, I, <laughs> I'd do like a road 5K. Just to, first OC, yeah. okay. okay, I'd start with elliptical. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Col- Colorado Springs, they moved it to Pikes Peak International Raceway. So it's not mm. Fort Carson anymore, Bracken, when you were here. Um, that would probably be a good one, but that's the same exact weekend as the Mexico city race. So doubt she's going to be doing that. But that one's flat, right? And that's flat and familiar yeah. terrain. Maybe, that maybe one would a, probably make sense. If in my if Seattle is still in April, I don't know the schedule off the top of my head. That might not be a bad one. Cause it's going to have muck, which will force some instability. Maybe you want to avoid that um, and postpone that a little bit longer, but yeah, you gotta, I, I would definitely not want my first race to be big bear. Yeah. And I've never I had wanted this. to be Seattle. Yeah, because I was thinking that same way, how uneven. But I've never come back for some something this bad lower leg. Like, no. like Bracken, what would you think? Like, how, what was it through your head that would made you the most nervous? Did you need to, like, just dive into the deep end and see how it felt? Or did you kind of need to ease your way back to it? It was, like, multiple steps. The first time I jumped two-footed and land two-footed, mm. it was like, oh, okay, nothing bad happened. And then I could move into jumping harder. Because the first time I'm landing, like, that rather than simultaneously and then the first time i jumped off one leg and landed one or the first time i planted and cut like each one was the first time i ran down a hill like the first time i ran technical terrain there were it were incremental steps along the way that by the time you get to race day you've answered most of those questions already Mm -hmm. but it's the first time hitting it and then the first time hitting it unencumbered like ripping it there's two stages to every like checkpoint along the way. That's what I found. Yeah. I remember when I, when I broke my hand, it was like the first pull up and it was like, I'd use these two fingers, but I wouldn't use the the two that were broken. And then it was like, okay, I did my first one, but I don't know if I'm going to try that again for a little bit. And then you finally do your first one, but it's all in your head at the time. And it takes a while for that mental barrier to go away. I'm sure it's even worse with knees. Cause like every single step is involving or every other step is involving that injured knee. Yeah. Um, but I think she'll probably come back pretty pretty comfortably i hope my sister for example blew out her knee jump stopping her freshman year of college mm. just stop poof. Uh, so she contact. came back and she was doing band work and she was doing side to side and she was doing jumping and she was doing you know work in the sand single leg jumping all that but she saved her first jump stop 
until she cleared all the other protocol because that mental barrier of, yeah. so what was Lindsay's? Was it dismounting an obstacle? Nerves, Nicole. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Nicole. So she's, she's rock climbing. She's bolder, like those kind of things. She's going to have to dismount a decent amount. So again, I think she's going to be over a lot of those things by the time she gets to race day. Rich, when you had Lacey on your podcast, she was not doing much bouldering because she was still afraid of that, right? Yeah, she hadn't done too much, uh, like, because it's the landing without the dismount, unexpected landing is yeah, something yeah. that the word. It's like if your grip falls, then you're not ready to brace it like you would. You're like, all right, I'm coming down. Like, there's a difference between those two. You, right. Yeah, and like that's one thing that, and that, that like that can happen in OCR too. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, hopefully she rehabs her knee as well as you, Bracken, because you're still dunking. If she can get back and be yamming on 10 feet, that'd be great for the sport of OCR. It's really going to pay off for her as soon as she can dunk. <laughs> yeah. All right. Long, woman. Yeah. long course. Is there much to say? No. We're Lindsay across the board. Correct. Yeah. Just to, just to speak it out loud. I don't, I haven't followed what her plan was. Wasn't she not going to race by the end of last year? she had talked about maybe not doing it full time. She still wanted to race, but not necessarily do every race and every series and every world championship. We don't know what that means. And so again, kind of like Ryan, until he shows me that he's slowing down, I'm going to pick him until she shows me that she's not showing up. I'm going to pick her. Same reigning world champ, 26 out of 26 podiums and national series. She's not going anywhere. No, this is like the dominance is even further. Like all the nice things we said about, her husband, it's just like times two for Double her. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when was the last time she was challenged? Big Bear. She got third. Uh, Rhea and Faye, remember they were on that slip all together? What? Oh, that weird. Oh, challenge. Challenge. Well, Asheville. Well, Asheville. Asheville. Annie. A- yeah. Asheville, she had a bad race and like yeah. she was conservative and uh, she, failed she made some mistakes. She, she failed two. Two. And Annie was yeah. clean. Um, but she won. She won. It was. Cha- it was like the finishing. It was kick. challenging. That's true. It was challenging, yeah. but maybe not like a. It wasn't a. Lindsay make a move and it would be countered. It was like, Andy ran a perfect race and Lindsay ran a terrible race. Kind of. Lindsay dug a hole and still ran it down. With that that slip wall and Big Bear. What was that? Twenty nineteen. Eighteen maybe. Before that. Yeah, okay, so we're going back. Yeah, no, it's been a long time. Right. Yeah. So again, it's what else? It's all hyperbole with her at this yeah. point, but it's real. And she then can, she can get her like hair stuck in barbed wire, like what happened earlier well, in her career. Doesn't matter. In 2019, when Nicole really gave it to her in the first two races of the national series, yeah, like that almost like Lindsay almost wasn't even challenged because Nicole kicked her butt so bad. Um, That's true. but in the later, later yeah. and then Lindsay had a broken foot at Tahoe, so I don't necessarily know if that counts. Um, yeah, again, but, if we have to reach for reasons why maybe she didn't have a perfect day. <laughs> whatever she's the best yeah. she's first team she's first team so yeah i i, I thought that was interesting too to like not to, so she's sport like this right where you know you someone like uh andrew luck walks away early from a sport while in his prime he's still like he's probably made enough and can do enough with his life that it doesn't necessarily need to have to like come back to to make a living in this sport where it's like every every race payday, every sponsor is like kind of how you live. I thought it was kind of interesting move. Um, but yeah, you got to have the love for it. You got to have love for training, love to travel. So yeah. we'll see if that's something that wears on her. There's a lot of people were seeing the end for her at the beginning of last year, like not keeping up with mm-hmm. Nicole and Rebecca at Hildervat, like 
failing stuff early on, DNF at a savage race, and it's like, oh, is this the end? And then she goes perfect in the U.S. National Series <laughs> race, wins her third world title, double OCR world's chance. It's like, come on. Just... So let's move on to Ultra. Uh, Jack, what do you got for Ultra? I think you got to go with Katie Knight. Um, she's mm. been inexperienced, or not in, inexperienced, but like she hasn't been in OCR too long. Just the showing that she had, and as long as she doesn't get an arbitrary 30-minute penalty for each Miss Burpee, if she does that, like she's just got some crazy durability, and I've been impressed with every single time that I've seen her in the results. Nice. Okay. Bracken, what do you think? I have three people written on one line. Okay. I still haven't decided. I have Rhea, Katie, and Chris Roglowski. I wanted to talk about Chris Roglowski in this category. How do, you, not, how do you define her, though? We like, haven't that, seen her in this. That's it. She's right? nebulous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we haven't seen her in an ultra in mm-hmm. or 24. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she's done multiple hundreds. She's already done one this year, like she's last month. 2230 for 100 or something like that. Yeah. 2320, something like that on trail. Yeah. She has the most ultra experience in the field without having done one of our ultras. Mm-hmm. So when she comes out, I expect it to be hers. Yeah. In the meantime, it comes down to youth versus experience. Rhea Kobel has done it all. Katie has done everything that she's tried. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it to Katie Knight. Wow. Good. Now I will. I will add. Rhea is the greatest female ultra racer ever. I'm just concerned that she might not race him this year. Look yeah. how invested she in, she is with schemo and stuff. And when are the ultras? They're in like late fall and stuff. I just don't know if she would be willing to, you know, take a month off of doing that kind of stuff. Um, now that she's, I think she won a national schemo title. Um, isn't there? But isn't there a natural break in that season? Can you schemo all year? I mean, if in the mountains there it, you have snow and stuff October, so I, I feel like she's going to have an overlap right there. I'm going with ceiling and desire as my two deciding points here. I don't know if Rhea's desires there, mm, but yeah. Katie's hungry and her ceiling's high. Head to head, I do not see Rhea losing to any any woman, even peak Amelia. Uh, at an ultra event, but I just think that Katie will do more and you're, you're going to see her throughout the season. She won the Tahoe ultra also like she's, she's got to do more of them. And that, that visibility is going to help. The rawness that Katie Knight has in this area is like scary, like how good she could potentially be. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like she seems like someone who needs the variety and just like, is it like, so if like, if you double, if she doubles down on something like ultra, like is that better for her performance? Hmm. You know what I mean? It's valid. Like, and, and that's where and where someone like Rhea, the re, her schemo season was the reason I did put her on mm-hmm. the first team because I was like, well, she's incredibly fit, right? Yeah. Like her fitness is going to be as good as it's ever been, and she has that experience. So, it, like, like you said, is her desire there? Is is that what she wants to be? Because Kitty will come out full bore for Tahoe, right? She's going to be wanting to win that race. It's at Spartan, just depending on how her, her training kind of comes along. I'm taking so, my vote. I realized that I didn't hold her and Nicole to the same standards. 
I was voting Nicole as if Nicole was going to be back. And I'm going to vote Ray the same way. Assuming she's back, she doesn't lose in my in my scenario. Because you're right, her schemo base is just huge. And she's at altitude. And that is, like, it's so valuable in endurance sports to be at altitude. So, Katie, I'm sorry you're going to be my second team. But I, I have to hold her to the same standards of availability that I gave Nicole, which is assuming she's there, I'm voting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. So we're going Ray on this one. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to change my vote because I didn't, think first. Was, I didn't think we were going to do that. But Nicole or uh, Rhea is the queen of ultra OCR, as I mentioned before. And I guess if Bracken's changing his vote. I will rightfully give the the crown back to to Rhea. Well, we Katie, could have. I have you written down here first, just so you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we could have. We could have like you know in the magazines where they have like uh, Mel Kuyper's draft and then <sighs> McShay's draft. We could all have different teams, and yeah. we could have a consensus team as well. But uh, we don't need a conssus. You receive two play, first place votes, and that's good enough to win. That's it. enough, right? Yeah, yeah. majority. Majority. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> all right. So hybrid space here. So this would have been. Lauren, <laughs> a, a Lauren Weeks no-brainer. Um, she will not be competing this year, um, so it leaves it kind of open. But mm-hmm. there's there's an athlete named Rachel Vonderock who I have in, in the hybrid spate hybrid spot for my first team who should slide right in there at least in high rocks. That's the one thing with her. I'm not sure how much we'll see her in other spaces. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's going to get docked from her. I, I think if we saw her in Deca, she would do really well. I think she would smash, but that's, that's who I have on mine. Jack, what do you think? I'm going, it's kind of the same thing. I don't think they were going to have the same female athlete go back into high rocks, maybe stick with just Deca, but be an absolute force there. I'm going with face standing. I think mm. she's, she's going all in for the um, Deca world championship. No one's going to touch her in the mile or Deca fit 5k version. So that, you know, she's, I think that's pretty she, sure. I don't know. She's expressed that it's really hard to train for the mountains living in New York City. No, 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 no. Not that part. The no one can touch her part. I don't think can she put out will. on fan bike Th- this That's year. That's all that matters. Can she put out on fan bike? And her skier, like I saw her, she has the record, right? And that was in West Palm race that I was at. And it was only done on the running. Yeah. She's like, it was a very incomplete race, but she was so fit in terms of running. And there, ne- there hasn't necessarily been someone who has been as fast and like have a little bit of the strength. Cause like there could be athletes who are as fast, like a Lauren Stroud, who are just like way behind her on like the, the, the stations. But she ran faster than Lauren and Renee when they ended up doing it. I, I think I mean. that well, of course, they fell apart second half. Yeah. And they, and they don't have any know-how on the machines. Like Faye no. has a little bit and it's enough yeah. to give her that next level. But if someone comes in and is ready. Yeah. Faye was like a 67 or so for high rocks. Like mm-hmm. she's, She's solid with that. Like that, that's, she can suffer. Um, And, you know, I, I'm sure she can row just fine. Like her speed is going to be right up there. She looks, she ran like a mid 17, 5k right before Abu Dhabi. I'm sure she'll be one of the very few women sub 18 once, um, you know, Deca world championship rolls around. Rebecca would make it interesting, but I don't think that she's going to be around anymore. But in terms of that Deca 5k and then um, Deca mile might, she might need to get a little stronger for that, but I think that she's going to be very difficult to beat this year. I'm voting Rachel. 
uh, because we're voting currently on on what people are going to do. And part of that is based on what they've done. And Faye uh, is almost disrespectful to her, but I'm lumping her in the same way I think about myself. Like if we come back and we're super fit and we race a bunch, like we could be really good at hybrid racing. We've, we've done it in the past, but when's the last time we consistently raced anything? Whereas Rachel has been the best or the second best for the last two years. And mm. the other person in there who's been best or second best is out with pregnancy. And so I just bump Rachel up. Like Faye could have this spot, but she has to do it first. And we know Rachel lives her life around. Now, I shouldn't say that, but her life does a big portion of it revolves around fitness. She's going to be doing fitness no matter what's happening. And she just got out of the military. Mm -hmm. And so she has, I guess, the world's her oyster right now. So I just put her there and Faye could do it. I think Chris Roglowski could do it. Mm -hmm. I think if Rebecca came back, she could be the best hybrid. She could be the Ryan Kent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But until any of that happens, Rachel's proved the most to me. And she's ready. If the season started tomorrow, I think she wins. And we don't know yet who else shows up later. Right. And like, it's hard to go international, like someone like a Viola or someone like that, uh, because they're not, we probably won't see them in decas or anything. It'd be interesting if Faye, cause New York high rocks is this weekend. I don't know if she's racing. I don't know anybody who's racing out there. Like if she shows up for something like that, that would be an interesting tell. And we're pretty weak is. field. Do, do you know who's going out there? Uh, she- Matthew Davis sent me an email with the roster and it's not super Dylan Scott's going to run away with it for, uh, for the men, I think Kelly Sullivan is probably the biggest recognizable name for the women. Four lap course, is it? <laughs> yeah, However, I, was tech, I was looking at the tech, but short, small rock zone, it's like Milrose games, the right there. Set up the rock zone small, mm-hmm. and the start is at the out point, it's right mm-hmm. there. So every run is even. the same, it's no, even. no long first and last. So yeah. we could see fast times if you're good at cornering. Yeah, I think Ryan Kent would set the world record there because his stride doesn't change. He's quick in and out of stuff. Dylan's a long strider. I'd, I don't know how yeah. he'll handle turns, but there's going to be very little rock zone. Very little rock zone. And he needs a time, right? Like he needs, he, I think he's 16 now. Yeah. Just top 15, top five U.S. needs. I, honestly, I think they're going to make some exceptions. You're not going to have 10 international athletes fly over. There won't even need to be exceptions. It'll just be a roll down. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Or if they do like be like top X amount at the North American Championship and top X amount at the European Championship, get automatics, which would yeah. be nice. I would like that. I think that yep. that's what they should do. At least top three. I think that's what are you sitting right there. now? Like 11. And there's like, I think I went through it. There's like eight more races. I'm going to there's do a lot Dallas. Of races left. There's a lot of races left. And every time there's a European race, there's like people that are 59 high 59, or 59, 59 won Munich last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a dude who's like 60, 28 or something like that. So it bumped me down. Yeah. Thomas Spierdick. He's really good. So I vote um, Rachel. Rachel votes Rachel. Bracker votes. Uh, I went with Faye. I went with okay. Faye. I like it. All right, so our first teams are concluded. Let's move on to our second team. Should we go third team, or, or should we just kind of? Uh, I've only got until two o'clock, but I need to jump off a little before then. So let's do one more team, a little more abbreviated, then a couple more highlights. Okay, cool. Well, so let's, I want to name mine. So let's do second team, and as you vote, name your your honorable mention. The third team and honorable mention. Okay. Okay. okay cool. We'll, we'll do that because there there are some names on here. All right, second team male short course. Jack, what you got? Ryan Kempson. He's same. Uh, 
he's disgusting on like he can he can just go to the pain cave whenever it's a, a sh- I mean obviously his endurance speaks for itself but like what he's done in Jacksonville and a couple shorter races and he's still um always in contention in OCR World's 3K and stuff like he's he's willing to hurt just as much as anybody and you know that his stride is so smooth and he's very obstacle proficient I, I like his chances anytime it's under 40 minutes same for those yep. things we're going to see him in like savage stuff even though savage does technically count as long course the the technical ability and how and i guess we'll see how he does in a savage in the savage series mm-hmm. um it's it could be indicative of what what you could see in a short course he's good at stadium races uh when he when he's out there he he mixes it up with anybody so that's who i had as well yep. <laughs> you could you not knock your computer over Bracken, who you got? Stadium was actually the deciding factor in this for me, which sounds weird, but uh, Ryan Kempson. Mm. I actually had two other guys who I think are going to be better than him at sprints and 3K, but he's close enough that combined with his, his performance last year and what he's done historically off more available training time, and his transitions are so good mm-hmm. that I give it to him. But stadiums played a large role in this because the other two guys have not done a stadium. Yeah. Hmm. So my honorable mentions are Hawk Call and Sean Roberts. Interesting Stole with it. a Hawk Call. Only because there's not room for him on long course for me. You got to get him on a team. And he has more wheels than Ryland. Alleged- he lost a 20-minute race. <laughs> he did. I'm saying allegedly. But on paper, he's faster. But Sean Roberts, I think – I mean – very realistically could end this season number two and he has a yeah. chance. He's got the, the, the physical tools to beat VJ. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he will, but he, he is my absolute honorable mention. Number one is, is Sean Rogers, Sean Roberts, Sean <laughs> Roberts. I used hey, to coach Sean a, guy Rogers named Sean had a good career himself. I coached a Sean Rogers for a little bit. And so that's always on my tip of my tongue, but Talk Sean Roberts is my honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I I I didn't I have him on. Where do I have? I have him honorable mention somewhere here, uh, but I didn't put Hawk on this because just because of the strength, like his speed, but his lack of strength. I think he'll lose a lot of time in sprints. I think like a super distance, or if he <laughs> was to do a savage, I think he would be really nasty. Yeah, but just like you know, he said he struggled with Hercules, right? Like if you lose ten seconds on a Hercules in a sprint, like you you're not going to gain it. Um, that makes sense. So that's why I didn't have him on, on short course at all. I I will add, so my honorable mentions, Sean Roberts, this is going to surprise you guys. Ryan Woods is my short course guy. Okay. He, he got second place in Jacksonville sprint last year. He got third place the year before. I think he got like top five or so Sierra world's three K one time. And any, any time that it's shorter, he still does well. He's got, I think he had more a winning record head to head against Yori in, um, savage race always a contender um i i know that he typically races more of the longer or you know mid-distance stuff but i don't know his record speaks for itself and shorter stuff i i like his chances even if he doesn't do stadiums that's good that's that's i i think that that's fair i had a third team i didn't actually didn't write down honorable mention but i had because i was thinking more in that stadium realm i wanted to mention isaac lacy like coming off of a good year last year in the stadium so if it's like if he can kind of put together some uh, really specific training and, and bump his fitness up, I think he could be really someone to mess with in that stadium, right? And I had Bracken Crocker on there as well. You know, let, let's see it. 
Come on. You yeah. can't, can't rule out the, the GOAT, the stadium GOAT. Is that what you're going with? You're, you're not going to take Hunter and stadium GOAT? Uh, Ryan Kent, without question, is the stadium GOAT. Statistically? Oh, yeah. yeah. Not even close. All right, never mind. I thought Bracken had the most. Uh, one time, and, and, and he got fourth because he had to do burpees that race. Does Bracken have the most podiums? How many podiums did I miss? Isaiah does. He's got the most stadiums. I, I texted all this stuff to Ryan like a month How or two ago. How many podiums did I miss? Curious. What was that? How many podiums have I missed? I don't know, but how many times did you beat Ryan? I took fourth. Yeah. How many times did you beat Ryan? I'm not voting for myself over Ryan. I am. I'm voting. (laughs) I I want you on that honorable mention, short course. I think Ryan's two and one or three and one against me. Two and one. That's all you guys have raced? Wow, really? Yeah, because when I was doing it, he wasn't. And when he was doing it, I was doing my not training. I'm injured stuff. So we (laughs) haven't been at our best against each other. Okay. 2016 version of you at, at Dallas, I, when I, back when I lived in Texas, it would have been a good battle seeing you against Prime Ryan. But that, that city field year, was that 18 or 19? We were um, both decently fit. Neither of us were at our highest. Is that the one when Kempson won? Or Isaiah and one. Matt Kempson won? You won that one? Okay. Then Kempson, that was like kind of Kempson's breakout. The year before, yeah. Kempson was like pretty good. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he almost beat Bracken at this, uh, the most stacked stadium race we've ever seen. Yeah, the one with like Austin Azar and, you know, Hunter, yeah. Isaiah, Jack yeah, was yeah. there. I was there. I was there. Josh yeah. Reed, we we, we the started in heat second, two, I think. Second heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Garbage. Yeah. The only person that wasn't there was Killian. He could have got it there too. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to the, to Happy the birthday. Him, and, him and Rose. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Lacey Burgess. A lot of birthdays today. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So for our second team long course, this one was interesting as well. Um, lots of names you could, could have kind of put on here. So Bracken, you start. Cause I don't want to start. I'm going to take Rylan off of pure excitement. I'm just, I'm just excited to see what this boy does. We've seen him like three times ever. And he's always putting on fireworks. And there was what was the missing piece to him? We didn't know if he was fast. And he goes out and he beats Hawk Hall in a what twenty some minute sprint, yeah. flattish, ish. So based on ceiling, excitement, exuberance, I'm saying Rylan Schadig with my honorable mention Tyler Veerman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, and I, it so could have gone right. either way. Tyler has never been bad in the last couple of years and he's only getting better and he's in, he's fully acclimated and he's just, he even looks different now. Yeah. Tyler had one race. It was, I think it might've been 2019 big bear when he had the lead early on and then just died. Other yeah, than that, went out a little too like hard. top five lock basically. Yeah. yeah. That's who I had. I had Tyler as second team and just off of experience, I wanted to put Rylan in there as well. I had him as a uh, third team or honorable mention just because, and like y- the Bracken, you pose the question, who is someone who could challenge Atkins? And like, he's mini Atkins, you know? So it's like, he could be the guy down the road. Not this year. I don't think maybe at some point. Um, and depending on what his health is looking like, right? Like he's still learning running. And mm-hmm. as anybody who has, started running knows there's a lot of injuries that come along with that. And the dude's capacity is so massive that muscularly it's going to be, he's going to have to like be patient. Right. So he's yeah. kind of like, cause he can like probably blow himself up. So just based off of durability, like Tyler's going to race 
and he's going to race well every every time he's out there. Yeah. Would yeah. love to see Tyler in that um, ultra, the ultra ultra championship that we're mm-hmm. that we're going to put together. Yeah, ultra plus, um, ultra plus, because he yeah. he's like last year what he has done, and I think that that he he'd be my second team for sure. Also, uh, putting Josh Reed on honorable mention for long course this year because he's going to be all in on the Probably series so. he's, he's not doing slow but then he's going to try to hit every other series there and and what you think his, his his skills are that his ceiling is that oh, high oh yeah i think his bot and his buy-in is is that high and it's been two years since we've really been able to see him race against high level competition and when we did yeah. he tore his, his shoulder and kept racing <laughs> and finished for the only thing i'm worried about is if that will hold up or if he's going to have an issue there but bracken he he came and stayed with me in Colorado Springs. He did the incline. It was like 85 degrees, gets out of the van, and he, he runs it in like 23 flat. And then he just kept, like a couple days later, he did the same thing, low 23s. And then he just essentially sprinted to the bottom, and he was less than a minute off of Robert Killian's time from the top of the incline all the way down, like including up and down um, when Killian won a world championship. So yeah, yeah I'll I, never I, doubt his descents. I watched yeah. that man in Tahoe descend and his climbing hit didn't have him in the race, but his descending looked as good as any of the top guys. Yeah. I just and haven't seen him race the big <laughs> series races. Worlds he hasn't are kind of funky because they, they, the water's muddied. There are guys mm-hmm. that can do really good at worlds, but aren't typically studs during the year and vice versa. So I want to see him in the regular season, mm-hmm. put some things up. And historically, we see him in the Northeast. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. he's the one he'll get second behind Kempson at most races uh, in the Northeast. I think he's podiumed in legitimately every race in the Northeast besides Palmerton. He's never really raced it. But uh, we're going to see him on some courses in like Big Bear, Mexico City, he's planning on going to Utah. So we'll see how well he is going to do with these longer courses. Yeah. But I got faith. I think he's going to do really well. Yeah. Good. My pick, I'm going Ryland again. Kind of already covered it. Just that potential is there, and I'm really excited to see it. Honorable mention, I'm going Hawk Call. I'm not putting Tyler Veerman only because I think that he's having more of an ultra focus this year. Um, I'm going Josiah. I am excited mm. to see what that man does this year. Mm. I Yeah, I actually had him on there as well. He got, he got <laughs> sixth six place in Jacksonville, his first OCR in like 10 years, and he was leading it for a while. Then the tire fiasco happened. Um, he ended up getting third in Big Bear. He basically was winning the thing until he forgot how to do obstacles at the end runs a, a pretty solid race in West Virginia, sloppy conditions. He you got know caught he before climb. the obstacle issues. What was that? He, the obstacle issues undid him from the podium. Yes. Or from the top two spot, but he was already caught. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for him to go all okay. in this year. I think it's worth mentioning Lars, speaking yes. of that same race, Lars Arnson in, in honorable mention. And I think this is a good time to talk about Kirk too. You know, like what, what yeah. Kirk's gonna, what Kirk's full season is going to look like if he can stay healthy. Logan, and, uh, don't forget about him. Yeah, I had Logan on here somewhere. Where the hell? Oh, I had him on third team. Short. Somewhere, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I confused myself when. Yeah, I started moving stuff around. But yeah, Lars, I just need to see, not more. a West Coast mountain course. Mm-hmm. I just need to see him again. He yeah. looks the part, man. He he looks it. He's like a yeah. bigger, stronger like trail runner. I want to see yeah. him run flat once. I want to see him do, I just want to see it. I, and he's, if he shows up, then yeah, he's, he's suddenly there. Mm-hmm. He really is. But mm-hmm. Josiah, 
So Josiah strikes me as it's just going to be too little too late. For the any year in the last 10 years, he could have been our world champ, I feel no, like. I hate to say the same thing. I felt the same way. I'm like, ah, even if he does go all in, it's like. He's starting to get beat at Xterra, starting to get beat in fat tire. He's starting 43. to get beat in running. Yeah. Just beat like the next wave's getting him. His son just beat him in a race for the first time. Like <sighs> These guys, it's not even a knock on him. He's 43. He shouldn't have been this good this long. He's just like, he's a little shop worn. He's been racing and training hard for two three decades not Novakovic syndrome right there like just I, age is even, catching up I, I it's not even the age is catching up it's just starting to affect him and and he's going to come into his obstacle proficiency as his running has started to leave him in terms of what he's going to need to do to be one of those top three but I think for the last 15 10 15 years the sport could have been his do you think that having three beasts plus the North American champ being a beast and then Big Bear being a super, but that's a crazy mountain course. Do you think that these longer duration things might help him out though? Absolutely. And this is like, this could happen. I just think he has a little bit more of an obstacle learning curve to get out of the way, but he doesn't have a whole lot of time to get it out of the way. No more tire flip this year. So that's not going to that won't hurt him. slow people down. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I like the guy. I want him to do well, but I think youth is served. Yeah. Yeah, Jack, Jack and, and and you love like drafting him and getting big points out of him. That's not happening this year. I'm drafting him. Called Go it. for it. Watch. Um, all right, cool. So we mentioned we we pretty much talked about every single athlete that runs long distance races now. So all right, so let's <laughs> go into ultra for uh, second team. I think Patrick's... I second your Kirk call. Thank I don't want to be the homer here, but I am going to be the homer. He's going to have himself a year. He's going to have a great year. Tough, oh, yeah. tough, tough out in Jacksonville, but it's like not what the courses are going to be like. You know, I mean, if you heard his recap, he threw he's, the spear first. There. Oh, is that right? He released his spear first, and then day two again, and then fell off the Z wall. He was the first to the Z wall. I That's believe. a race with Tyler Veerman in both of them. So at the point he did burpees, he was in first or tied for first both days. So it nice. wasn't like he was hanging off, right? Right. Yep. And we so, gotta speed this up a little bit. All right. Ultra Batris, I think, was our consensus second. What kind of yep. uh for who else to look out for in this? This is Tyler's my third because I know he's really loving that uh domain. Tyler's my third. Yeah, I had Tyler on the long course, so I was kind of you know looking for some of the standard names like the like Javier Escobar, Trevor Psychos, DJ Fox, who was third at a world's yeah. toughest last year, you know, has really gone all in on this ultra space. I don't know if we'll see him in Spartan stuff, but um, he's actually doing high rocks this weekend, a big, strong ultra nice. runner. So uh, he could be someone to look out for after a, a I don't breakout know. season. I haven't met him ever. I'd like to see more from him. hundred yeah. miles. I, I, I don't, I, that sounds bad. I don't want to like do more. Like I want to see more work from him i want to see him more often because it was yeah. one race right the one he yeah. would pop up onto our radar and before that he was running most of like age group stuff and then had an awesome like he was part of like the anthony kunkel like ultra house stuff like he went out there he's going to move out to colorado is like as part of his plan so i think he's going to like really be invested in this so yeah. we'll see how he does in the ultra stuff so i want to just shout him out yeah i appreciate that women uh hybrid <clears throat> hybrid we do ultra Oh, What's we're up? still doing guys. We're still doing yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's close out the guys. Oh, this is a tough one for me. I agree. Because Hunter McIntyre 
deserves the number two spot if he doesn't get the one. But he hasn't done all the other pieces, and I don't know if he's going to do all the other pieces. Yeah. Other than Kent, the only other guy doing all the other pieces and doing it well, really well, like head and shoulders above the rest, is our very own Rich Ryan. <laughs> well, I've already put myself off. for we, we gave me first team, so we can't – or no, did I take myself off? But no, I I, I had to give it to Hunter here, right? So like he's, I'm voting Hunter, but yeah. you are my honorable mention. And yeah. if Hunter only does high rocks this year, then the revote is you. And when you win your 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 DECA championship and retake some of your titles, then it justifies the fact that I had you second, but Hunter is still the guy until he doesn't show up this year. And like he could come out and break his world record at Vegas, right? And like and like win the world championship. And and that alone is is a lot. I mean, even if he doesn't do a DECA season necessarily. Or or if and if he he might he go does. after it and win all three. He might exactly like I could very well see him breaking that strong record, winning that strong, and being right in the mix for all for the other two as well. Like yeah. if because he's you know in the past he said things like he is or isn't going to race, and like then he ends up racing. So I could see him like at the end of the season's November is not much going on. I think that we could very well see him at the. At we're the we're gonna get a really big preview on where he's at and slow. What's I his, I'm what's his I'm, psyche. I don't think it matters. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, you know, he's, he's always so consistent, but it's like lost the world championship, lost to Kent. Like, if he gets beaten pretty handily and slow, that's not good. No, and I'm worried for him that the sport's not like the top's the same, and I think that's a little, a little cloudy in the issue for him. The top looks the same, but the sport's not the same. No, and I'm just worried that how he prepped before uh, some of the SoCal races in the past and Asheville and Brackenridge, some races that he came out and did well, he hasn't done that prep, but he spent a few years changing his body. And I really, I almost yeah. wish he wouldn't race because I want to see him at his best, not at mm-hmm. his transitioning. So I hope he does well, but yeah. oh man. I guess just historically, if you had to pick one, the best hybrid racer every year since OCR has been a sport, he would be the number That's one him. pick up until yeah. this year. Yeah. And so on that alone, I have to give him this pick. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting no to see how he does. Yeah. No, no offense. Chip on shoulder. We we put a disclaimer in the beginning that offense was meant. It was taken. Yeah. It's taken. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but and like, give a shout to uh, some of the international. The Tim Vinish. Is that we, is that how we pronounce it? I just haven't even mentioned international because yeah we're many unknowns with that I just like North North America. America. even still like when you, a guy like that runs 57 something i kind of give him two minutes for the international race no i looked at his splits and you add his run plus his um his zones and he's less than a minute behind hunter and kent even if you take out the sled like he's he's there but like rock zone stuff i think the courses are two minutes faster when i look at him I, but even still yeah. like he's still in the mix right he's still right there yeah. You know, so that's why I think a 57. No, like he's good. Like, so I think he will, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how he plays out. Cause he's not a very big person. So we'll one, see. one other thing for, uh, hybrid stuff, Rich, you're going to be there. Deca fit Denver a couple weeks. Oh yeah. That is going to be an exciting race. Just saying the it's premier. Gonna, you, you, Ryan Kent, Rich, VJ, Mark Audette, Nick Riker, Robert Killian. Like you're going to have some Eric Hinman. Yeah, Eric Hinman, 
me, Van Tran, Preston Burnett. Like, Van's coming? Some, nice. Yeah. You're going to have some solid competition. And that team race after, Yancey told me today that they're going to give uh, gold, silver, and bronze batons for, for the relay. That's going to be an exciting race. Kind of excited about Do you have a team? Yeah, me and Preston. Oh, Preston, nice. he's gone like 12 oh, low good. in Deca Strongs, and he can run. So, How does the team race work with this? However you want to break yeah, it However, up. you, you can run start and finish the same. And then pass it off for 250. Or just two people? Just two people. Yep. So one can do all the stations, one can do all the runs? Yep. Yep. You could have Isaiah just sitting there waiting and you just do 10 by 500 or yep. you can split it up. And then you have, uh, you have to start the first 500 the same and end it. And the last 500 has to be yep. together. Only lap, only one and 10 have to okay. be together. But So it should be fast. It should be fun. Yep. That's going to be some good coverage. I'm excited. Yeah. But. So let's move on to the female second team uh, short course. We didn't talk about anybody else outside of Nicole for short course, the first team. And I I, I don't really know what to do about this year. I'm so, a Cook Clark. Short that's, course? No. That's who I, I have her on here almost just out of talent. I'm like, if she ran a short course. She's the fastest. <laughs> she's the fastest. She's going to be fine. Because um, Andy's going to get my long course. Same. So Emma needs something. <laughs> Maybe honorable mention long course. because like, But like, she's kind of bad at obstacles. I don't think she is. She's not good at obstacles. She was good at obstacles in Tahoe. But she, she didn't just fail obstacles. In, she, didn't, she didn't fail obstacles in Tahoe. Annie would like put four to five seconds on each obstacle that they were together on. Yeah. But Annie is good at obstacles. She's got to be somewhere. And who else do you put that's not already on the okay. list? I'll, like, I'll give you, you my Rose. I have a yeah. name too. Ro- but Rose, Rose actually. Run. Rose is obstacle strong, but she's not fast through obstacles. Yeah. OCR World 3K, she was third place. Right. She made a mistake on obstacles. But yeah, so I was like, still- Rose, you could put the roses mine after I go Emma and then Annie Rose are my next two on short course. I'm choosing ceiling. See, uh, my, my pick would be Rose and then Alex Walker. Due to obstacle proficiency, look at what she's done in the past at Savage Race. Um, you know she's going to do well at OCR Worlds 3K if she does it. She got fifth place in Jacksonville last year in the sprint, um, third place in Asheville in the super. Like, I, I have her honorable mention. I I, yeah. I had her name down as well. Um, the name I have down here is Miranda uh, Koplinski. She did really well in the stadiums in the last stadiums, year. Yeah. She beat Faye. Uh, we're going to see her in Savage Series. So, like, her obstacle proficiency is pretty solid. She's a strong athlete. She's fast. She's just yeah. learning it. She's under the OCR Dream Team wing now. So, I can see her having, like, a really strong breakout season. She led the world in podiums last year for Spartan. Is that, she raced a shitload. Yeah. She had, like, 15 or 17. It was yeah. Elliot her. McGuire one year. <laughs> <laughs> he lived, Elliot McGuire lives a mile from me. I've reached out to him probably – 20 times and he's wrong with me once and, and i'll see him on strava all the time he'll just do like a 10k in 37 minutes just casually i'm like you ran by my house why won't you wrong with me but is it before 10 a.m no weekends and stuff like just 12 p.m on a saturday i'm like I'm jack doesn't get up before that. 10 a.m and then he takes lunch from noon to three hours. yeah <laughs> my siesta yeah um okay i, I that was me with covid yeah i had i had em on here as well and i'll give her a nod too because like yeah like it 
I don't know how she would do in a short course race. That's nothing about Miranda with uh, at I'm back on Miranda now uh, at Asheville. Only two athletes didn't fail obstacles, and it, it was Annie and Miranda who ended up yeah. sixth there. So like mm-hmm. she's she's strong. She can get through the obstacles. Here's how I, here's how I look at it. You've got you've got um, Emma, you have Rose, and you have Alex. Of those three, who absolutely has to be on a list somewhere? Emma. I think it's Emma. Maybe those two could have an argument against her in this one little slot, but she's got to go somewhere for me. Well, with, with football. Rose is like, my honorable mention long course. Just think of football. Hmm. Does Tom Brady have the best arm? Does he have the best accuracy? Neither of those, but you're still putting him number one. You don't have to be on a team to necessarily be. Yeah, Homer. I'm not putting him number one. <laughs> yeah. I am. All right. So, all right. I'm, I'm down for that. And then I had Annie there. Annie is coming off of an elbow injury, an elbow and wrist injury, where she had to have surgery on her elbow from a, a bouldering accident. Yeah. Uh, so she, we won't see her early, but she's coming along pretty well, it seems. Um, and that, like, I think that that's fine. <laughs> I think it, like having time not to have to race the entire season, like how she did last year, will be fine. I think that she'll uh, come back ready to rock. So I had her as uh, a second team. Mm-hmm. I have Annie second, and then Emma and Rose as honorable mention. Who um, I never would have thought I'd be seeing Rose honorable mention long course, but she upped her mountain game and she proved oh, yeah. it over and over and over. Mm. Uh, I had Casey Monroe as honorable mention. She was one of the top Americans in Abu Dhabi. Uh, like, so she had a really good season last year. So she can, like, her thing is health, right? Like they, uh, the whole squad, they race so much that at, at the yeah. end of the year, it's like it's whoever's hanging on. Um, so I think we'll, she'll come out on fire early. What squad is she? What squad is she? I don't remember the name. No. You oh, you two talk. Oh, yeah, that whole squad. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. that whole squad. Come on, guys. The tier, the tier three squad. The the, 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 <laughs> the tier three squad. The self-proclaimed B squad. Or the Jack gave them the nickname of B squad. They took yeah, yeah. the nickname B squad. Mm. Not B team, yeah. B team. Well, B team. tier four racing is still taking taking applications. If anyone needs that, yeah. We have ultra here. Is well, um, long course. I didn't give you. I, I would have oh. gotten Emma as my second or behind Lindsay. I would have gotten Emma and then Annie third. I didn't put Annie okay. in short course because I put her long course there. And we'll yeah. see another year of experience with Emma. You yeah, know, what that could do. Um, yep, could be could be serious. Like she, if there's going to be a, someone who could really contest for a world championship, you would think it would be Emma. Next year's yeah. going to be tough because if you have Lindsay back still and Nicole back, now there's going to be someone left off this list that really doesn't deserve it. Yeah. It's like that in the men's field. It's like, you can make an argument anyway. But anyway, let's uh, move to ultra. Good about Ultra. ultra did we say, uh, who got first Ray? I got for, uh, so I went Katie Knight here. Katie. Yeah. We all switched to Rhea, and Katie Knight's the next in line, definitely. Who did I have for honorable? Chris Reglowski. Yeah. Chris, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess I don't have her on. She, I had her has on. Has she done an ultra OCR? That's the thing. It's like nope. she's done ultras. She does OCR, but I don't think that she's done an ultra OCR. Nope. I wrote her name she down hasn't. somewhere. I don't know where I put it. Probably. Uh, I had ultra. I actually did have an ultra. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was the most versatile athlete award without that question. Was, she could very well be a, the hybrid third team as well. Uh, but I did have her on um, ultra honorable mention. Just, and that was the question I had in parentheses. Will, will she run? Will she be yeah. there? Yep. I don't know if you guys caught her interview with us. Yeah. But she talked about her racing mentality. And she races at that like four-fifths effort level. 
she hasn't yet had races where she goes to the well. She races happy. And that's that's kind of scary to think. It's probably because she's always tired. <laughs> like if you're always a little bit tired, you never know. Like she stays and running a hundred miles right before yeah. it's like yeah. So oh it's yeah, it's tired. it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay. And then for hybrid space. I'm going Rachel for my second pick because I, I still like Faye as my pick, but you guys made solid arguments. Lauren not on the table. Rachel is the next woman um, consistently trading places with Lauren Weeks when she was performing, and I don't know how you can go against her. And I'm taking Faye here. No, Faye. I think she is currently in the sport the best compromised runner, male or female. She really? is. Yeah, her high rocks running. Her. She's running like 30 low. So yeah, you're right. She she is watching her run. She dropped. It doesn't matter what she's been doing. She is aggressive out. It's just it's stunning to me what she can do running while after doing something that should be really demanding. And so if she does show up, she's she's right there. And I think Deca is going to be great for her because. Outside of the two machines, skill isn't mm-hmm. needed there. And she's never been the most skillful athlete. She's just yeah. a gritty, attacking endurance machine. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. And she races, you said, uh, you know, Chris races a four out of five. Uh, Faye runs a six out of five in, yeah. in these type of races. She's going to go put it all out there. I actually had Alyssa Hawley here. Um, after Dude, a great, uh, a, a great high rocks and we'll see how she does in something like a Deca. I don't know what her, where her foot speed would put her in something like that, but she's, she's all in. So I think that she, she would be, uh, good in it. I had, um, Tara Jackson, honorable mention. I had Callie, Callie Schweikart, honorable mention. And I wanted to mention Corinna Coffin, depending on like if she shows up or not. Yeah. Yeah. Tara, Tara's on my list. And Chris, it could be, Chris could end the year, the record holder in Deca. Yeah. You no, know, but but Tara Tara's about to run doubles, I believe, with Dylan in Texas. Uh New York, right? I think they're thought, doing that this weekend. I think they're doing that. I think Dylan's doing after both. the race. I think Dylan I think doubles is first and Dylan's running doubles before. Barf. Doubles no, he's done. he's the one that can do that because that's like yeah, he does two thirds of his first work. Light work. Light, light work. But, and well, Callie Schweikart here could be doubles high rocks world champion. Should be. She should. The she way does. things are projected in Vegas, the odds are in their favor. All right, Jack, I know you got to go. I wanted to pose one more question. This is another like uh, yep. sports uh, question that I like. Bracken, you mentioned one earlier about like the blind test. This is if you were to start a team around one athlete that you have to have for the next five or 10 years, male and female, what athlete are you picking out of all these? Not, athletes? not one athlete. We're doing one male, one female, one male, one female to head up your team. All these events? Yes. All of them? Um, oh, that makes it tough. Like, they have to run an ultra? Well, you, I mean, like... Or they're just the nucleus of your team. They're okay. just, like, the best player you have. Yeah. You're starting um, Torque up. We're starting Torque, yeah. I'd probably go VJ and... I don't know. I might I might stick with Nicole. I think she's going to last a while. How many years? Miriam's still doing it. Like I said, five to 43. ten. Let's say, let's say seven, seven-year contract. I'm still, I'm still going. VJ and Nicole. Yeah. One of you is going to pick Ryland for sure. I was going to take Atkins or Albin still, but 
Really? If it was five years, I still think that they're just the best at everything. You're, you're taking Kevin Durant, but VJ, he can for seven years. I'm taking VJ and yeah, VJ's like John Morant here. Yeah, give me. I should balance out the equation then. Someone from the other side. Ah, why did Lauren have to go and get pregnant? <laughs> why did she have to start a family? <laughs> hey, she come back. Yeah. You're gonna go, Chris. I think Chris on the other side to balance out the equation. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, VJ's, yeah, because he is like, you know, not like maybe Ryland's John Morant, not the MVP. You know, VJ might be like the Jokic or something like that. Already like the most valuable hat is young still. Yeah. Are we? Saying that this isn't a vacuum, we get to control that they're in the sport for the next seven years. Yeah, I'm still taking Lindsay. Okay, yeah. I also take. Yeah, I'll still take Lindsay. Take LeBron. All right. Um, how old I, is she? She's my age, so 32. 32. And how old yeah. is Nicole? Yeah. A couple of years older, 33 or four. Yeah, so I'm taking, I'm taking VJ and Lindsay. Yeah, I was just worried Lindsay wouldn't stick around long enough but if she's here how you can't make her an offer she can't refuse yeah i'm gonna go upside i'm gonna go emma emma here Mm -hmm. um just based off of a little bit that we've seen you know in 70 like there could be a point in like three years if emma's all in where she could beat Lindsay head to head and on the she could be nicole she could be the the faster nicole yeah (laughs) yeah faster stronger yes emma's gonna be nasty and then on the men's side, I'm just going to take Ryland because I like I like his mindset. I love that he's raw. I love that he's no strong. love for hot call. He's uh, he's my next pick. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting Hobie, you can't pick anyone but him. You're taking Bronny. You're going to go Bronny. Yeah. Obviously. Okay, Bronny James. Going to be some Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Senior stuff right there. They'll be in the same race, double podium. Well, boys, we did it. We put teams together next week. Make sure to check us out. We're going to be drafting for slow, uh, which is going to be a heck of a deal. And we got to talk about, I was thinking about the Vegas thing again. Are you guys going to be there? Bracken, you're going to go. Jack, you're going to be there. Bear. You think? Oh, you're doing Big Bear. Are you doing I'm Big not Bear? racing, though. You can do what? both. I'm doing Big, Big Bear, Bear, but I'm not racing. You can be in Vegas on Saturday I'll tell, I'll tell you and once Big we, Bear uh, on Sunday. I'll tell you once we stop recording. All right, we got to stop recording because you got to go and get to me. All right. All right. See you, dudes. Good. Yep.